Hello and welcome to The Narrow Gate. This is Orna, your host. I'm delighted to be back with you. This is episode 25 of The Narrow Gate and I have now moved back to Asia and I'm in Vietnam. The last episode we looked at was talking about staying on the journey um, because it's easy to start and stop and we do that at the beginning but um, the last couple of episodes, I was trying to encourage people to make that commitment to the journey because some people like to listen, read an article, oh, that's nice, or read a book, put it back on the shelf, and then make no change. It's the same with the Bible. Some people say, yeah, yeah, read the Bible, very good, but are they applying the Bible to their life? So that is really what this is about. And it's about further preparation for you to make that commitment. So one thing is making the commitment in your mind that, yeah, I'm going to make a commitment to my healing journey. Healing is not just about a physical healing. It's emotional, mental, and spiritual. And healing in the Christian um, world means um, sanctification, purification. God is refining us, and we are just using tools to do that. We are our asked by God to reflect on our uh, how we live and that we are to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And the flesh is that old self that is, you know, uh, desires things of the world. And we are Christians and we desire what is um, contrary to the world, which is of the spirit. So in order to do this, we have to take some physical action because a physical action is a sign of you actually doing something. Because we're all very good at talking and saying, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yes, I'm going to whatever. I'm going to give up this. I'm going to get healthy. We know the human condition is that we say yes, we're very motivated at the beginning, we get excited about going to the gym, and then a few weeks later we don't want to go. It's the same with anything. No, we get all excited. It's the same with um, us uh, content creators. When we start off, oh, it's so exciting. Go online, write an article and post it. Now I have a podcast. Oh, this is so exciting. Um, Of course, everything new is exciting. So after a while, it's just you and the podcast. It's just you sitting in a chair writing an article. Um, And that's life. We have to make the commitment and stay with it or we won't produce any fruit. And it is the same with the spiritual journey. We won't produce fruit if we don't make time for it. So I just briefly saying in this podcast, identify the people in your life who are causing you stress so that you can make space in your life to do the work that's needing for you needed for you to be transformed and everybody has people in their life that can cause some stress or it's difficult it's all different though I mean some people have are more healthy they come from more healthy families Um, they haven't had to go through so much pain but everybody has somebody that they have to deal with so depending on where you are in your life what you've come through and um What is currently causing you stress? I'm saying currently because 
we can only start with where we are now in any given time. And I would say that most of my work was done when I carved out space in my life. And I don't mean, yes, I do mean it started by carving out time, going for walks, quiet time in my bedroom or something, um, going to retreats, things like that, until I realized, oh, I need to make this daily, a daily practice. I need to every day do something. So that would mean that further action needed to be taken to sort of change my life around. So that required where I live, who I live with, um, and uh, how I manage the people that I live with, how I manage to live around them in a healthy way. Every relationship has its um, ups and downs. So if you're single, you're not really, you still don't get away with not having to deal with people. Some people might think that single people have it easy. Oh, you don't have to deal with such and such, but nobody escapes it. We have work, we have church, we have things, unless we're going to sit in total seclusion, but we have to make money, we have to work, we have to engage with people. Um, so there's very few people on the planet who can actually just sit at home and have enough money to not meet anybody. And even at that, they're going to get bored. So there's no escaping it. Everybody has to deal with the difficult people in the world. We live in a fallen world. And as born-again Christians, we are on a journey of healing, growth and transformation. But some people are not even on that journey yet at all. So we have the grace, hopefully, and the Spirit of God guiding us and helping us to stay a little bit sane and working towards health. When I look at people who don't believe in God and they don't follow any faith, really, it's hard for me to grasp what's their motivation in life. Because as Christians, our motivation is to please God, to be transformed, to be holy, and to love others as we love ourselves and to love God with all our heart, with all our mind and with all our strength. So that's our goal. So we're, you know, we have a good motivation. I want God to be pleased with me. So I'm going to do this. And in the meantime, so when you do get more healing, you get more freedom and more joy and more creativity and you get more excited. You get, you're just lighter because healing inevitably lifts the weight off of you. The weight of the world, the weight of sin, sin and death, as the Bible says. So you start to get lighter, really, you know. So if you want to find a really, if you want to identify a good Christian, you should see that they're quite joyful. You know, they're light because they've offloaded a lot of the burdens. They don't do it in one day. It's continuous work, continuous self-reflection, continuous prayer. They're not allowing things to build up. So if you have all these negative people in your life and you just say, well, that's just the way it is. I was born in this family and they're all toxic. <laughs> well, if you have a little bit of self-awareness and nobody in your family does, you can still carve out space and get out of that toxic environment. 
And a lot of Christians are also afraid of this. Oh, that's so against the Bible and the church. You're supposed to love your family. And yes, you're supposed to love your family, but you need to also be the one to show the family that something was wrong if something is wrong. Okay, so if you have been blessed by God and chosen, chosen, God chose you, and you're the first in your family to be saved or something like that, well then, that's a blessing, but it's also difficult because you have more insight from God. So you might have to adjust yourself, you know, but you can't tell people that because then they're going to call you self-righteous and call you all sorts of names because they're not walking with God. So they just think you're being self-righteous. So you can't say it to them. So that's why you have to learn these things. You have to learn how to carve out space in your life, which is prayer. Jesus used to walk away into the mountain every so often for prayer and he always spoke to the father so you always want to go away for prayer and also we're living in an age where we have a lot of stuff being dumped on us and we have tools so you can use journaling as a way or you could use audio as a way of speaking out the stress and then reflecting on it later so what I want you to do, or what I would say to a client, if you were a client, I would suggest nobody has to do anything. What has worked for me and what coaches have recommended and what has worked for many, many people is that you get to know what's going on. So you identify the people in your life, you write it in a journal, write down the names of the people in your life. Don't show it to anyone unless it's a counselor or someone safe, and do the work. So you go through it. You go through, like you're, if you're married, you look at your husband, your children, and you look at your family of origin. You look at your friends. You look at your, if you're in university, the colleagues, your students around you, work, colleagues, business partners, social groups, everywhere you are in contact with people. And finally, last but not least, the church. Okay, so you want to look at all these areas and who could be triggering you. Write it down. Ask yourself questions. Why am I being triggered? What is it about this person? They're causing me stress. Am I able to deal with it or should I just set boundaries? Is this person mature enough for a conversation? If not, don't have conversation. Just set boundaries. And then just carve out the space, physical space, emotional space, mental space, spiritual space. And so uh, you make it fun. Find a place in your house where you go. For me, I travel, so I can't have a definite space. So I always have a space where I travel, you know. I much prefer to find a place where I can be alone but I don't always have that when I'm traveling. Sometimes I share different things like that. So, But that's good as well because it's testing me and challenging me. And if I get triggered a little, that's good. It's information. In the healing circles, being triggered is information. It's telling you that something in you is not healed. Okay, I'm keeping it short now. That's all I want to say today. I just want to remind you to make space in your life, wherever you live, if you move somewhere else, 
You see people who settled a long time, they have prayer spaces, studies, libraries. I wish I had all that, but, you know, I'm traveling, so I can't do that. But if you do have that, then you can have a study space, a library, an office or whatever. But I would say for people who are not traveling like I am, uh, do mix it about sometimes because you can get stagnant as well. Uh, you want to be like if you have an office space and you love your little library and that and you have a sort of devotional in the morning, do mix it around sometimes. Go out for the, to the park, go to a coffee shop, go for a swim, uh, go to the beach, just just so that you're not getting into that stagnant way because God can, you know, really speak to us as we keep that freshness uh, by um, moving around as well sometimes. So that's all I want to say. I think when you decide and choose some space and have conversations or just don't have conversations but be aware of the people who could be causing you stress and just ask God to guide you and how to manage those people, how to set boundaries, how to find space for yourself to do the healing journey and pray for your enemies if they are enemies. And pray for those who are hurting you, causing you problems. Because if you don't pray for them, you may develop a resentment. Prayer will take away that resentment, any root of bitterness, if people have hurt you or they're not respecting you. So keep praying for them, but don't be going back to people who are dangerous or really bad for you. Keep your boundaries in place. And if you want to have dialogue with different people, then be wise about how you go about that. Because if someone isn't healed, they may not take it very well. So we have to be sensitive and mature when we're growing and moving forward in Christ. Not everybody knows what you're doing and why you're doing it. So um, find that space and you will find the wisdom from God as you develop that space. You won't need to be reading as much books because you will get that wisdom from God as well to guide you. So that's all I'm going to say. Keep prayer in front of you all the time. Find space and think about the people in your life who are causing you stress and what are you going to do about them. Not today or tomorrow, but that would be in, the, in your mind. What am I going to Just questions. What am I going to do about those people? And maybe God will reveal to you gradually some of those relationships may end. Some of them may grow. So that's the journey. And uh, that's all I want to say, to say now. And um, I will be back again soon. Um, at the moment, I'm still working things out about exactly what way I'm going to go. At the moment, everybody, anybody who knows me on Medium, I'm really, really sorry, but Medium.com is blocked here in Vietnam. I didn't know that because when I was in Vietnam last, I wasn't on Medium. <laughs> That's my reflection. I started Substack in 2020 when I was in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, and I started Medium in Europe, in Portugal. So Medium is blocked here. But it probably isn't blocked in other Southeast Asian countries. So I should be going to Thailand soon. And when I go to Thailand, hopefully 
I will be able to open up that medium, answer uh, some questions and um, write some articles to tell people what's going on in my life. So thank you for listening and thank you for following. I really appreciate you. And if you have any questions, please leave a comment below or you can send me an email if you like on um, newcreationok at gmail.com. Thank you very much and God bless.